From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 181. Today's show is brought to you by Alinda.com and Dudek Modern Goods. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good. So far, so good. You know, uh, it's going to be a good episode when just as I say, the moment that I say, uh, welcome to the Pen Addict, episode 181. I had a little tap on my Apple Watch, and I looked down, and it said, mm. uh, I had an email, and the subject line was, Field Notes, Colors, Subscription, Shipment, Notification. <laughs> like, what? I'm not kidding. It was as I began speaking. Is it already time for that? So, I we're about Open to ship the fourth and final installment of your Field Notes, Colors, Subscription. The address we are shipping it to is below. Contact us ASAP if you need to fix anything. Wow. And they've changed seems- the way their emails look. They're really sweet. Okay. I'll have to go in and look. That's, uh, maybe time's just flying. And, uh, it seems like it was about a two month. Maybe the, I don't know. Maybe I know they want to get them out before Christmas, right? That's a big deal. So yeah. they, they want to get them out in, in time for you to order more for, for Christmas, which I understand. Um, and it seems like the, uh, Shenandoah is maybe like, I don't know. There's no official date when they come out, right? But it seemed like it was maybe like a week or two. It seemed like people were waiting, like a, just a hair longer. So maybe it was a short time frame, shorter turnaround between this one. So I will uh, check my email. I think my sub is up. I think this is my so renewal. Is I think yeah. this is my renewal sub. So I will. Uh, I'll have to renew it up on. Uh, as soon as we're done with the show, I will check my email. But that's great. So, so um, Joe in the chat room just said that he got an email saying that it's coming and to check. And I got that email too. So there was a, I had an email over the weekend saying that um, it's nearly time. Make sure you check your address. Mm-hmm. And also reminding me that my subscription is also up for renewal. But this one is my shipment notification. Huh. Um, and it also it's, that's, what it, that's what the subject line says anyway. Um but yeah, so it's saying my order should arrive in the mail within the next two to four weeks. My hope would be, I don't know if this is the case, but my hope would be that they're, sh- they're just getting ahead of international shipping. Yeah. And they're sending it out to UK and Europe and everywhere else first, maybe? That's what I'd Yeah, maybe say. so. Plus, we also lose, they also lose a little bit of time uh, next week with uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. You know, there's a couple days delayed, you know, where the post office is shut down that kind of stuff so yep we'll see but that is uh that is good <clears throat> news but yeah i'm gonna be uh renewing my subscription like next week or something yep just gotta pay myself and then i'll be renewing it cool 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 talking about field notes yes now, so this is this is what happens when uh, we have a guest post we were talking about this in the pre-show we can't catch up on all the things we want to talk about sometimes when we have guests and this one you were dying to talk about i was dying to talk about so so what what have you been holding on to for these past couple weeks so i wanted to uh i wanted to make sure we could give this the time to talk about it which was why i have i didn't bring it up last week but the incredible Ginny at three staples um she sent me some of the nixon field notes do you remember that i uh she was going to help me out and get me a couple of those packs sent over right Yes. So I have those here, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm burying the lead now, but yeah, I have those. <laughs> do you have a set of these? I do not have those. They look really nice, though. I love yeah. the colors. The colors are really good. It's like a blue one and like a dark brown one and like a standard craft, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and it's grid, plain, and lined. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And they've got like uh, c- kind of some of Nixon's story on the back as a company. Gotcha. Um, and they're a limited edition of 5,000. Cool. That's the information on the inside. So I like the blue one a lot, um, and I like the dark, like the chocolatey brown color one a lot as yeah. well. But yeah, yeah they're great. nice ones to fit in my collection. But what, what the real special thing I got, and anybody that follows me on Instagram will have seen this, and I'll put a link in the show notes to the Instagram picture. Um, Ginny had customized two field notes craft for me and one of them was one of the uh what was the the letter set edition called 
You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I'm blanking. I had yeah, this problem I, the I, other day as well. I couldn't remember what this edition was called. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but the one where you... The chat room will tell us in a second. The one I'm where blanking. you got the sheet and you could uh, put your own words onto the blank notebooks. Right. Um, so I got one of those which says Mike was right. Yeah, dry transfer edition. Thank dry you. transfer edition. There we go. Who got that in the chat room? Cindy. Well Cindy, done, Cindy plus one. Plus one. This is why you should be in the chat room, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got a, a Mike was right field notes and another craft with the Relay FM logo printed on the back. And I love these. <laughs> these are my two favorite field notes books. Uh, I was just. I think I screamed when I opened uh, oh. the pack. <laughs> I was about to ask, did you die when you opened these? Because I could see that um, this is amazing. Yeah. I am I was just so thrilled. Maybe more than anything that she used one of her dry transfer editions for me. Like, yeah. that is a really, really nice thing to do. Um, I mean, like, Ginny is the best. And yeah. uh, she had a really nice note for me in, in the pack as well. And uh, if, you, if you haven't been to Three Staples, if you don't follow Three Staples on Instagram... Uh, you're missing out, so you should you should go to her site and all that great stuff. But man, I was just so 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 thrilled to to get these. They are so fantastic, and they are my most liked photo on Instagram. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that happened very very quickly. <laughs> so so now is the big question: Are you going to use them? No, I don't think I will. Yeah, I, don't I think, think that's the, these ones. I think that's the right choice. There's certain editions that. I mean, you don't have to use any of them if you don't want to, but, you know, we're big proponents of using them and, you know, you know, I've used some of the older rare editions and things like that. But when someone takes the time out to make you something special like this, I, th- I think it's pretty cool to just like have it on display and, um, you know, show it off. You know, like uh, when our friend friend of the show, uh, Ben Kwok, made the uh, Fiend notes for us. Um, yep. You remember those, the the orange ones that he hand stitched and all that stuff? I mean, that's just too cool that we we have um, listeners that do that kind of stuff for us. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the same like with my rarer editions. I always mm-hmm. keep one of them, just like sure. one single. And like, these are two uh, completely single books. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and I have to say, there was this little part of me that was like, Man, that Relay FM logo looks good on a field notes. <laughs> it's kind of perfect for that, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> well, maybe we can do. Maybe we can work on some other things. Uh, you yeah. and I. You and yeah, I. I, I think I would like that a lot. We'll work on some magic. We work on some things, you and I. <laughs> so uh, I mentioned the Nixons talking about rare field notes. Did you get any of the uh, Landland? I did not. No, I saw the sale go up. Like I was going through Twitter, and mm-hmm. I saw somebody post a tweet, and like twenty minutes later, they were all gone. Oh, did you get them? No, I didn't get them. No, I might. Like, I might have uh, a, a special friend that might be hooking me up. Um, so we'll see. But I did not personally um, get that. You know, probably because I was asleep. Yeah, because I guess they're st- they're on sale at the DDC pop up, which is how I assume if you're going to get any, that's probably how you'll get yours. Yeah, so I saw, I didn't save it. Someone did a, a Vine or an Instagram video from the shop yesterday, and they had a, a couple of shelves full of the, uh, of the. I guess they were, are we still calling these the Land Land ones, or they were, were they just the DDC pop-up shop version, but the same style covers, you know, with the no same, uh, the repurposed uh, poster covers, which I think look fantastic. I love that style of, uh, of color, of cover. So, we'll see. I might have a, I might have a special, uh, special uh mailbox visit um from some lamb landfield notes so we'll see we will definitely talk about that yeah yeah that is a set that i really want but i'm not gonna go crazy for it and i'm not gonna pay hundreds of dollars for it because oh gosh no that's not what i do no way no way i mean i've done my massive field notes collecting and i never went too expensive on those right yeah i don't I'm trying to think if I even paid much money for any of them at all. Maybe 30, 40 bucks or something like that. I've definitely traded some high-end stuff for some high-end versions, but I've never like just outright paid a lot of money for any versions. It's not yeah. that important. No. It's, it's paper. It's paper, folks. Chill. So the uh, talk of the town this week is the Apple Pencil. 
Right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't got one yet. I'm trying. I've I've tried over multiple days, and and uh, Apple seems to have some stock issues. So I will be wanting to devote some time to talk about that on this show as well. When I do actually get one, as well as all my other shows, I have used one, Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the store and used one, and it is the closest I've uh, experienced for like pencil or pen on paper. Uh, as I ever have with any other stylus. Like, I could write very small, and I was writing in the Apple Notes app, and it looked like a pencil on paper. It was very, very good. It's not mm-hmm. one-to-one, right? There is sure. nowhere near as lag as there has been before. It's way, way reduced. But you know, at least anybody that knows what it's like to write on paper frequently, you can feel that it's not instant. Um, right. And anything that's not instant will feel not instant, Right. Right, but it's it's way better. But the output is still like legitimately good, and yeah, you can feel the, you can see the weight line weight differences, mm-hmm. and feel the line weight different. Those types of things. Is that what yeah. you're meaning? But my the biggest thing for me though is if you imagined a piece of paper, twelve inches, right, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. size piece of paper, and you took a pencil and you wrote on it. Mm-hmm. The size that would be on an actual piece of paper is the same as the size on the iPad, which is really? obviously unlike anything that's been before, right? Yeah, okay. it was always too big. Sure, but this is uh, this is the whole thing about the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil and like the pixel density and this new uh, refresh rate and touch layer and all this craziness they built into it. It looks like and it occupies the same amount of space as an actual pencil on actual paper. That's really interesting. That's the yeah. That's the really exciting thing about it. I think I didn't expect that at all because I'm I'm not spun up on all that stuff like you. I'm actually not interested in the iPad Pro and you know the pencil would be the one thing that would be kind of interesting to me. Um, I didn't realize that it would have that um fine of a, a output on on the screen like you're writing on a sheet of paper like your handwriting style is not like mm-hmm. you know three times as large um i did listen to to the new uh atp podcast last night with uh, our friends uh john casey and marco and marco was fawning over the pencil which is not his thing at all uh, but no. just listening to him talk about it i was like wow they they might have done something pretty good here I think they have, and I'm really looking forward to putting it through its paces properly because one of my big things is everybody that's testing it is testing it from an art perspective. Right. I want to test it from a writing perspective, and I don't think there are going to be any, I don't think there's going to be anyone else that does that. Maybe I could do a little thing for the site if you would let me. Oh, that would be that would be wonderful. Yeah, we could talk about that. I could do one yeah. of the Brad Dowdy patented uh, written down reviews. Yeah, that'd be cool. Actually, I would like that. Yeah, and, when, and whenever then, I get one in hand, we'll talk about that. That might be fun. Yeah, and then we can get uh, Jake Weedman to do the uh, do the artwork. Um, he's done all the artwork for the uh, the boxes, like you see the box artwork, all the pencil work. Um, he's the master penman that uh, he he has put the pencil to the real test, and it was it was cool to see his artwork up on the up on the. Um, the packaging for the uh, the big iPad, the iPad Pro. Who is that? Jake Weedman, Master Penman. So did you look at the boxes? You went to the Apple Store, right? Yeah. And they have the boxes that the iPad Pros are in. I don't yep. know if you got to see the boxes. And on the exterior, like one of the shots is like, I don't know if it's the zebra or it's got this really intricate drawn pattern on it. Oh, yeah. That was in the, um, th- that's on all the promo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a guy named Jake Weedman. He's a master penman. Okay. Yeah, we've talked about him on the show. You should listen to it sometime. I don't remember the names of everybody. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. I know. <laughs> but hey, so en- enough of your digital mm-hmm. pencil nonsense. Oh, yeah. The reason I brought all this up is that we should talk about the pen addict edition of the Apple Pencil. So... <laughs> Ginny again, all over this episode. We just need we just need to have her on. Ginny, you want to come on the show? We'd love yes. to have you. Stand an invitation, Ginny. If you're interested, let us know. We'll we'll hook it up. Um, she went to the Apple Store, the Apple Apple Store, right? The one on mm-hmm. in Cupertino. Cupertino store, yep. And managed to find mechanical pencil versions of the Hexamatic with the Apple <laughs> logo on. Now I really want one of those. Uh, <laughs> And there was no pens. <laughs> I think I think we uh, maybe cleared them out. <laughs> <laughs> no more pens, but they've replaced them with pencils. 
Yeah, I, I want one of the pencils more than the pens, to be honest. I mean, these barrels are great. You know that. Yeah, and and I don't like the refills, right? That you can put in the pen versions. So right. it's the pencil that I want now. So, <laughs> do you already have those on the way too? No, I don't. No, I do not. I haven't asked anybody. You're slacking. Hmm. <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, gosh, they're they're awesome. I love the, the hexamatic barrel. It's just a really legitimately good design by Retro Fifty One, and I mean, they can put anything in there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd be all over it. So that's cool. Yeah. The pencil, you, you got to get the pencil now that you're, uh, you're the, you're the pencil nerd of yep. the show. I am indeed. That is me. I love that fact, by the way. That I'm the pencil nerd. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm, I'm slacking though in the amount that I have, you know, I feel like I need mm-hmm. to really like to burn up a little bit more on it, but yeah, I mean, I, I love a good, I love a good drafting pencil, um, mechanical pencil. That's kind of your realm, but I, I am kind of, uh, drifting off into the to the woodcase pencils a little bit more so uh we, we've got our bases covered good so you saw the real version of the apple pencil i have right did you see this before i have been seen, yeah seen yeah it's, it's been like a month or two ago um but i wanted to put that in the show notes one of our listeners and of course i forget the name because i didn't put it in the show notes sent me the woodcase apple pencil he said he found him when he was cleaning out his desk um he had been to some event years and years ago and they gave him a a batch of pencils um at the event from um from apple and it's uh just a a nice red round barrel wood pencil with the apple logo on it and a white eraser they're really neat um um, my kids keep trying to steal those but i don't let them yeah somewhere i have a plastic ballpoint of an apple logo on that patrick roan sent to me nice yeah he sent it to me one time um you put this real interesting link in our uh, follow-up this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a look at these today, and I'm very perplexed. So <laughs> these are from Leica, right? The camera maker. Mm-hmm. Now, they have some pens for sale. Yeah, so one of uh, my followers on Twitter sent this to me. Um, in you know, around the conversation, I don't know if the conversation was around the Apple Pen or around... Uh, Maybe some Mont Blanc. I, I can't. I can't remember who it was. It was actually almost like a subtweet to me that I got this link, and you know, I knew the the Leica stuff is super beautiful, super high end, super expensive. Um, their design is are classic. You know, I think of like the Lamy two thousand and like some of the and the Leica camera could be in the same you know museum side by side together, right? They're that kind of des- thought about mm-hmm. that kind of type of design. Um, I'm certainly not a, a camera aficionado. Don't well, know a they're lot. like held up as like the the prime designs in their industries, right? Like because the right. Lamy Safari is is. Uh, I meant the 2000, the 2000. Okay, well, both then. Well, same, same. Yeah. I actually do agree with the Safari, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, the t- 2000 is more beautiful, but I think the Safari is more iconic a design. Sure. Um, it, stand, it way more stands out. There's nothing else that looks like it, and anything else that comes close to it just looks like a Lamy Safari. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have their own pen line now. It would yeah, be. so it looks like they, they collaborated with ST DuPont, which um, I've never used any of their products before, any of their fountain pens. Um, but they make fountain pens, rollerballs, lighters. You see them in, you see them, um, I've seen them in like luggage stores before. Yep. Um, like, uh, I, I can't think of that store. Um, that's in all the malls, but they have like these high end stuff. The the places that carry like the Tumi luggage and things like that. You'll see these 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 uh, types of products next to them, and the prices are just stupid. I mean, for I don't know enough about these St Dupont pens, but for the the fountain pen for the the like a fountain pen is eight hundred and forty dollars. I mean, the ballpoint is five hundred and forty dollars, which is just kind of berserk. I mean, I'm I'm. You know, I guess they have a few customers that are just like the hardcore um, Will they where they will be able to get this. You know, they'll sell a handful of these pens. Um, They're trying to pivot the Leica brand into selling extremely expensive things like Mont Blanc. That's what they're trying well, to do. Yeah, into a lifestyle brand yeah. instead of a camera brand, right? Because there's only so many cameras you can sell. Right. And the Leica name does have some pull. I mean, it's got some big time pull, right, When a, in a certain subset of people. But... Just from a pen perspective, it's like whew, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. I mean, Mont Blanc pens make make way more sense than looking at, at, at something like this from uh, like an, an St. Dupont. So, and this does not look like an eight hundred and forty dollar pen. I, for one, I'm not a 
big fan of the design in general. I don't think it looks that great. But the worst part of it is if you look at the image on the <laughs> website and you blow it up and you yep. see the ST DuPont stamp around the set around the grip section. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't pay you $840 to put that brand all the way around the edge of this pen. Like, well, no way. I think the worst part is the 0.95 on the on uh, the cap finial. I, I let that go because that... I mean, that's part of the branding. That's I mean, the Leica branding. Right. right. But, like, if I'm buying this, I'm not buying it for ST DuPont. Right. Right? Yes. Don't put it's that too- around the edge of the pen. And in all honesty, like, whilst they are a big brand... They, I don't think they can get away with that. Like, that their their net their brand name is so great that you'd stamp it around the outside of an eight hundred and forty dollar pen. Like, sure. Mont Blanc don't even do this that like grotesquely. Right. Right. They're very understated with that. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, I I completely buy that. And just the the location and the size of the the name it, mm-hmm. it, it it's pretty uh obtrusive in in what you're looking and if you're spending 840 dollars on a pen i mean this isn't the style that i'm going for yeah completely mm-hmm. but I, I thought you would enjoy that i thought it was worth a little a little mention here um yeah just because of the the branding you know the the like it's just so well respected and thought of i thought it was interesting that they're doing the pen but then you know you look at what it actually is in the price and it's like you know, I'd rather just go ahead and overpay for one of their cameras than one of the pens. For- yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that they're doing it, um, and I, and I hope that they do more in the future, though. You know, because you never know; they might really knock it out of the park. But I think potentially they, they need a different partner. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Because maybe so. That's not. I mean, the design just in general isn't that great. But hey ho. Yeah. Hey ho. Should take a break. <laughs> Let's do it. Because we've got something big on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) This week's episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash penaddict. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash penaddict. Lynda.com is for people that want to solve problems, people that are curious or people who want to make things happen. And you can do this by going to lynda.com, feeding your curious mind and learning fantastic things. You will be able to watch beautifully produced courses that are taught by top experts who have a real passion about the things they're teaching you about. And this is just so many it's just so much stuff like if you want to learn illustrator if you want to learn photoshop if you want to learn excel if you want to learn uh, lightroom or logic pro or adobe audition no matter what type of software you want to learn you can learn it at lynda.com maybe you want to learn about marketing or business tactics negotiation tactics body language getting things done maybe you want to learn about bootstrapping your business maybe you want to learn about going paperless you know, because whilst we love paper at the Pen Addict, I don't think any of us like bills. And that's what being mm. paperless is all about. This is the type of stuff that you'll be able to learn at lynda.com. There is just so much great stuff. And the best way for you to understand exactly what is there is to go and sign up for that 10-day free trial. You'll be able to stream thousands of courses on demand, allowing you to learn at your own schedule and at your own pace. All of their courses are broken down into bite-sized pieces, so you can watch them in any order you like or just jump in and out and get that piece of information that you need. You can also search their transcripts that they have so you're able to jump straight to that point in the video that you want you can watch and download courses to your android and ios device to learn on the go and you can create and save playlists of all the courses that you want to watch and you can also share those playlists with friends your lindsay.com membership is going to give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics for one flat rate whether you're looking to become an industry expert you're passionate about a hobby or you just want to learn something new go ahead and visit lynda.com slash pen addict and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thank you so much to lynda.com for their support of this show. So one of the most amazing topics we've ever covered on this show, nearly 200 episodes into it, is a product called the Scribble Pen. And a lot of our longtime listeners are very familiar with this product. And I wanted to be sure to bring this back up again because we've had a lot of new listeners probably since we it's been, I don't know, Many episodes since we've talked about it, um, but it's the it's the 
pen project that won't go away, right? You know, it, it fails to die. So <clears throat> I was on Reddit the other day and I'm a Reddit browser. I'm not like a hardcore user. I don't, you know, like reply and upvote and do all those things, but I like to read some of the things. And one of the, uh, one of the subs subreddits I, I subscribe to is, is I'm not going to say the word, so you don't have to beat me, but it's blank kickstarters and you, you can assume the word, um, yeah. S blank, there. blank, 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 why? Right. <laughs> Blanky kickstarters. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, where people track, you know, there's all kinds of Kickstarter drama going on. So there's this subreddit where people talk about basically crappy Kickstarters. And the scribble pen, a link came up in that, um saying the scribble pen relaunches with a new design and new video. Is it real now? So the scribble pen site itself updated. And I didn't even go to the site because the very first post that's gotten the most uh, upvotes is someone who did go to the site and looked into it and opened up their terms of service, which is a genius thing to do. And let me read to you um, this snippet from the terms of service um, that it, that is in this post. You agree that the company has a right to limit, refuse, suspend, modify, or discontinue the provision of the services or products to any user at any time without signing, assigning any reason to that effect. Since the payment is processed to be spent on the development and manufacture of the product immediately upon submission of the pre-order by you, therefore it is practically not possible for us to refund the payment you make. By submitting the pre-order, you agree that the pre-orders are final and non-refundable, even in extremely rare cases, that the development fails and consequently the delivery of the product is not made. Are we clear on what's going on here? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens if you try and do some sort of crowdfunding thing that's not through Kickstarter. Like if you if you decide you want to back something like that, right? This is the type of stuff right. you're going to end up bumping into. So... What's by by hiding this wording? Cribble Scribble is saying we are allowed to steal your money and not provide you a product. It, that's it in a nutshell. Now to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. as I am wont to do, especially in these types of scenarios, uh, any type of terms of service, when you look into it, will always have this kind of stuff in it, right? Where basically right. the the result is company can do whatever company likes, you will always lose. And this right. is the same for any terms of service you see, any type of serious terms of service, because they have to protect themselves. Agree. But That's fair. Ex- okay, go ahead. This is not a company you should trust. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, so the fact that this is in there tells you you sh- you definitely shouldn't be trusting them. You shouldn't right. be trusting the- them to start with. And you see stuff like this means you can't take any kind of legal action against them. Right. And that's definitely true about almost every terms of service out there. And I agree with you, except they add the part on this money is being used for development. Yeah. Yeah. They're being clear what they're doing here. And right. that should tell you all you need to know. Right. So you're giving them money and you're probably never going to see a pen. And so... That's where we're currently at with the Scribble. This is like round four. They failed on Kickstarter, failed on Indiegogo, failed on their own launch, and now they're trying to relaunch again. For everyone who is not familiar with Scribble and you're just coming into this podcast now, we're going to have some links into the show notes because this is like 1% of the story. Yeah. You know, the backstory of the Scribble itself is long and dirty and awful and there's a real basically just a scammer running this kickstarter um we have someone not related to the pen addict show at all has gone and put together did this massive amount of research about the guy behind the scribble and all the shady products that he's tried to launch and all these scams he's tried to pull um so there's a few articles we'll have in the show notes for your reading. Um, pleasure, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it's a real pleasure uh, to read this stuff, but it's awful. I mean, the guy behind this, you know, I'm going to say allegedly, right? I mean, you know, it, it. who knows? But there is so much evidence on the background of who's putting this project together that, you know, I would 
not recommend anybody to spend a dime on the scribble. I mean, aside from the fact that it's just complete vaporware, this product cannot actually function the way they want it to function. Um, the person behind it is is awfully shady, and so consider the person who is believed to be behind it. Believed to be behind it. Yes, I don't want to say anything that'll get us in trouble. But the person believed to be behind it is involved in several other similar type um, failures across different crowdfunding platforms. And we'll have all that documentation in the uh, in the show notes for you to check out. I don't want to get too deep into it because that's just a, a hideous rabbit hole. Um, but for, if down. there's anybody that does just want a very quick audio backstory, this is a product that is believed or that the selling point is you can like touch the end of the pen against any surface, press a button, and it will scan the color of that surface and allow you to write and draw in that exact color. And apparently it has like this, this magical ink well cartridge thing in it that can mix the colors on the fly and allow you to draw in it. And there's a ink version and there is a stylus version so you can do it digitally mm-hmm. instead. Um, which is potentially more real if one of them was going to be real. Sure. Um, that that product oh. makes way more sense to actually exist via the laws of physics. Yes. Um, and they were on Kickstarter, and they had a very successful Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, um, a couple hundred thousand, right, at least. But the uh, partly, I believe, I believe, and to this day believe, partly due to this show, uh, we we really started talking about it a lot, and 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 I think we're not completely, but but part of the reason that lots of people started talking about it and looking into it and asking lots of questions. Um, there uh, the video that they showed that that, that the scribble people made didn't actually really show the pen in action um yeah so kickstarter basically said to them give us a video of this thing in action when your project comes down they made a video which again didn't really show anything and was super badly edited which could (laughs) would suggest that there was something a little bit underworld going on and then kickstarter shut them down then they went to indiegogo did they go to indiegogo or did they go to that self-hosted thing I, th- I think they did Indiegogo for like a week. Yeah, and I think Indiegogo shut them down. Yeah, which is very rare. Like if Indiegogo's shutting you down, like, <laughs> because they, you get paid, you get the money immediately from Indiegogo. Yeah. So then Indiegogo shut them down. Then they did this like self-hosted crowdfunding thing, and it didn't really go anywhere. And now they're and back. Then, and then they did a prototype mail list, like a pre-order prototype. You want to get on the beta team or kind of thing. Yep. Just trying to get money from people. Um you know, pay us basically full freight for the um, uh, prototype of this, um, which, you know, they sent out emails to people who had who had signed up for Kickstarter. You know, they have all their email addresses and things like that. Um, yeah. And then uh, now we're back again. So it's a nightmare. But do, have <laughs> just, you watched the video? The new one? Anyway, yeah. No. Oh, I, you've no. really missed out, man. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. Right. So the new version, the new version, okay, it mm-hmm. can do a bunch of things that the old version can't do. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> for example, they show one part where, like, there's a couple in a room and uh, they, they've but like, it's an empty room and they're getting ready to decorate it. And they have some colors in the room and they scan the colors and it shows them, like, a catalog of furniture that matches uh. those colors, right? So it does that for one. Um, uh. It does, uh, you can kind of search for colors now in like a kind of a weird way. Like you search for the color and then it does like a, what would look like a Google image search and shows you things that are in that color. Um, so let's say like you search a red, like, oh, this vase is in that red. Uh, it does, mm-hmm. you can scan um, colors of the clothing in your wardrobe and <laughs> use the app that they make to create like a virtual wardrobe thing mm. so you can plan your outfits uh, and also you can scan uh, the colors of your skin and it will make makeup recommendations for you yeah you totally need this <laughs> it's everything i need in life um 
as well as it, you know, being the best pen, you the only pen you'll ever need, I think is the, or the last pen you'll ever need is the thing that they say, uh, right. because obviously it can match to any color in the world. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. <laughs> the video is, is really, really nicely produced now though. And the product design, the, mm-hmm. the prototype design looks way better. Sure. I mean, it's always looked good. It's just it looks never going to work. Though. Yeah. Well, I'll watch the video tonight. I was avoiding it. You've got to watch it, man. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of a marvel. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But with this video, they still would have run into the same problems because the way that, the way that they show the product working, like they actually show what looks like the product working. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, you could very easily make it look this way with editing. So they still would have run into sure. the same problems. Sure, sure. So the just to to put a bow on it, the reason why we don't believe this scribble will work because, like Mike was saying, you know, you you point at you know the object to get the color and the ink mixes, right? That's great. But now the theory is you can point to the next color and it mixes, and then it writes in that color, and that's not physically possible. No. There's no way that transition can happen, um, and that that's been the hang up. Um, you know, a lot of people have tried, and I think there are some products that where you can do this digitally, you know, with the stylus point at the color and yeah. have, you know, an app on a tablet. And, and that's part you know, that, of their product. Right. So that's part of the product. But the actual marker is just, it, it, I, I don't see any way that it can physically happen. So, so there, there's the scribble story and there'll be more, there'll be more reading um, in the show notes, if you are so inclined, especially for new uh, listeners to the show, um, you should check it out just because it's just one of the most asinine things we've ever we've ever uh, dealt with here on the show. Even I think it's even crazier than the Visionaire. The Visionaire well, was just bad. The, the Visionaire was just wasn't a scam. a scam. Right. Right. The Visionaire was... What would you call the Visionaire? Um, and obfuscation yeah or it was just like um a product of extremely high markup <laughs> yes <laughs> it was a it was a flea market resale yeah it was the the, the problem with the visionaire was um the that they were not being forthcoming with details right right about where the product was made and manufactured right but this is i mean we don't know it's a scam like we don't yeah. know like we really don't know like we can only assume uh, they might believe they can make this. Sure. Uh, they might not be setting out to scam people, but this is more likely a scam than anything else that we've seen before. Yes. Yeah. The way the the lineage of the product. Yeah. It, it's pretty sketchy. Stay I have to far say, away. just in case we don't pick it, but Greg82 in the chat room has suggested maybe one of the best titles in pen history. The problem with the Visionaire was dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours do we have left to exactly. record? <laughs> I uh, was going through some stuff today um, in my kind of my big box where I, where I throw like random uh, pen related things. Mm-hmm. And I found the uh, the ink cartridges with the, in the Visionaire box. <laughs> I threw them remember away. The, I decided not to keep them for my birth certificate of my remember child. The, yeah, right. <laughs> remember the time I was texting him live on the show? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because I I actually had an open a I had an open dialogue with him in the beginning, and then he realized it was not going to go well for him, and he stopped <laughs> replying <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> At first, I thought he was. He thought it was awesome that he could potentially be getting this press, and then realized where it was going and decided to yeah. pull away, which was probably the smartest move that he made throughout his whole campaign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he made out like a bandit. All right, we've been talking about crappy, useless products. Let's talk about an awesome one. Let's do it. This week's episode is brought to you once again by Dudek Modern Goods. Dudek Modern Goods was created by the lovely Mike Dudek of the Clicky Post. And these these products were created because Mike wanted somewhere that he could store his fantastic pens that he started to amass. So as Mike was diving deeper and deeper into the pen addict rabbit hole, he decided that he needed somewhere and he knew that he wanted somewhere that he could store his stuff that was beautiful and elegant and would also give him all of the features that he wanted. But he couldn't find anything. So 
like an, the awesome guy that he is, instead of giving up, Mike decided to, to make his own. And products like the Cube, the Block, and the Groove were born. Mr. Dudek is super passionate about crafting beautiful yet functional products that should last you a lifetime. All of the all of the products that you'll find in the store at dudekmoderngoods.com are all handmade in Arizona, USA from solid walnut and have a distinct modern and minimal design. Mixed with the rich grain and color of the walnut, walnut these pieces will earn their place on your desk today and still will look fantastic in 30 years from now. There are nine different designs to choose from with several options to fit your needs. Whether you have larger pens in your collection or you need a space to hold your pocket notebooks or journal in addition to your writing instruments. Mr. Dowdy, you have some Dudek Modern Goods, do you know? <laughs> Some's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, Mike has sent me some out of the kindness of his heart, but I love the product so much. I just buy the ones that I feel like are going to fit my needs as well. So I've bought as many products as he sent me in the past. And I just love everything about them. I have probably four or five of them on my desk here at home. I have another one that I keep at work um, just because they're so functional, so useful, um, you know, if you're listening to this show and you're obviously into pens, pencils and those types of things, and you don't have something like a little small display, um, to keep some of your favorite pens handy, this is the way to go. Yeah. Um, there's nothing better. There's nothing that looks better. There's nothing manufactured better than what Mike is doing at Dudek Modern Goods. I love these products. Um, I will always support Mike's work because he does it right. And, um, there it's just, um, it's just a great story too, um, behind what he's done and how, you know, seen this business grow. And, um, you know, I, I love all the products and you, you have to have one. That's, there's just no two ways about it. Yeah. You should go check it out. These are like, these are great little all in one solutions that can not only store pens, but can also store notebooks. They can store mm-hmm. ink bottles. He's really kind of, and you can tell when you look at this stuff, um, how, Mike is one of us, right? Like he thinks in right. that way. Like I remember like the first stuff, the first Dudek Modern Goods stuff, whilst awesome, it was completely different, right? They all like totally. one pen size holes and they were like mainly just like nine holes for pens, right? That was all it was. But yep. now like the stuff that he does, like the cube, which has like the nine holes, the holes are huge, right? right. So they can fit all sizes of pens. Like you can see as time has gone on, he's learned and as he's, as his knowledge continues to grow in this stuff, his products just get better and better and better over time. It's just awesome to watch. Mike ships internationally as reasonable shipping rates. You have to remember Walnut is heavy and has shipped to more than 20 countries so far. As the holiday months are generally the busiest for people like Mike who make things, uh, he wanted to get the word out to all of you guys and girls. Now, if you're thinking of buying a piece for yourself or you're thinking of buying it for a gift for somebody else, or you're thinking of asking for one of the Dudek Modern Goods uh, products for Christmas or for the holidays this year, it might be the time now to start letting people know or to start buying one of these yourself because as uh, every piece is handmade, it's important to get that order in early so it can arrive in time for your gift exchanges this holiday season. And as a special promotion for listeners of the Pen Attic Podcast, he's going to give 10% off any Dudek Modern Goods product. Just go to dudekmoderngoods.com. There'll be a link in the show notes for that. And use the code PENADDICT to check out for 10% off. That's PENADDICT or one word. This month, this offer, this offer code is only available through to the end of November 2015. So make sure you get in there fast and get your order placed. Thank you so much to Mike Dudek and Dudek Modern Goods for sponsoring this show. So... I wanted to highlight, I haven't been highlighting many blog posts um, on the show recently. We need to do that more often. That's a, that's on me because I, I, I enjoy doing that type of thing. And uh, Dries at the pencil case blog did a post recently where he visited uh, the manufacturer. Um, and you may, I don't even know if you're familiar with this manufacturer, but they're called Conid. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So they make, um, they make this bulk filling fountain pen I first learned about from our good friend Thomas Hall, and he raved about this pen um, and the filling system and how much ink capacity it can have, how well the pen was built. You know, they use titanium nibs, things like that. Um, a lot of it came, a lot of the story behind the pen, um, the Conid brand um, happened on Fountain Pen Network, um, you know, years and years ago. So there's lots of stories and lots of um 
you know, build up and lots of, you know, that's how they basically became a business. They became, they started taking orders on fountain pen network and now they're, they're just a full fledged fountain pen manufacturer. And Dries went to the, um, went to the factory where they make the pens and it blows my mind. You know, when I look, try to compare like what we do at knock, you know, and you know, the challenges we have and the things we're trying to build. And then looking at someone like Conid, who has this, who basically just went all in on this fountain pen design and the mechanics and machinery and manufacturing that they have to put into this is just so impressive to see these stories and these behind the scenes stories and especially from like a self-made company like this, um, you know, Werner, the owner, just, I mean, it, it basically did this on his own, you know, and I, I just thought it was a really fun article to point out and to see the behind the scenes of like a real small manufacturer like this and um, how cool their designs are if you're not um, familiar with Conan at all and how well engineered and super functional they are. I, I do own one Conan so far. It's in uh, my friend Susan's hands who who writes for the pen Attic. She's actually going to review it for me um, because uh, she, she loves the pen so much. She doesn't want to send it back to me. <laughs> yeah, Conan's famous for this really uh, unique filling mechanism that they developed, right? Which is like a right. vacuum filling mechanism that basically fills up the majority of the barrel. Yeah, it's like a power vac filling system, um, and it's unique to their pens. Um, it, it's basically the whole reason for their company to exist is this filling system. Yeah. So it, it's something they did. So Dries goes into it uh, a little bit on, on the blog, but it, it's well worth your time to spend a few minutes reading about this. Dries did a wonderful post, um, and... It's just cool to see. I like this behind the scenes stuff. We all like the we you know we all like the behind the scenes stuff to kind of see. Um, but especially when you see uh, something like Conid, um, it's different than you know going to just you know a major manufacturer. Like I don't know, you get this behind the scenes at like the Lamy factory tour, right? You're just gonna get the you're gonna get the show version. This is like the the pure behind the scenes stuff here, and uh, I I think it's great. So I I just wanted to uh, shine a little bit of a light on uh, on this post, and y'all should go check it out for sure. All right, so it's kind of in relation to that. There's two pins I wanted to talk about today before we wrap up. And I was thinking about them together a little bit. It's the Pilot 823, the Pilot Custom 823, which I review went up today on the blog, and the Lamy Dialogue 3, which I just received this weekend from JetPins. Huh. Huh. I didn't know you were getting one of those. Yeah, so that just that happened. That one a secret. That <laughs> is a uh, the the Lamy Dialogue Three is a. I guess we could maybe start putting this into to, into practice now. It is like a mythical pen of the Pen Attic Podcast. It is. We've it been is. talking about this for as long as we've been talking about the the uh, vanishing point, which has been since the beginning of the show. Right. Right, so it is a, a mythical uh, pen of the pen addict, and the reason why I finally went ahead and did it is because they tweaked the design a little bit. Um, they have a little bit, um, it definitely has a different paint job finish on it. Um, I have one of the piano lacquered ones, and the, the kicker with the dialogue, let's, we'll go ahead and talk about the dialogue three first. Um, the kicker is, so people who are new to fountain pens are a little bit fascinated with retractable fountain pens. And that's kind of not really a thing in fountain pens. There's the vanishing point, and that's pretty much it. You know, the Dialogue 3 is actually the second choice, um, but it's so far down the list in market share, if you will, from the retractable uh, aspect of it that it doesn't really get a lot of run. Um it's had some difficulties in the past. It's unlike the vanishing point. The vanishing point is a knock. Um, you know, it's a clicky fountain pen. So you press the plunger, nib comes out the front. The Lamy Dialogue is a twist, which there are a few other twist uh, model fountain pens. Uh, Mont Blanc makes one, which we, Mike and I, uh, 
we we handled one at the Atlanta Pin Show, and it was like eight hundred bucks, and we put it down pretty quick. But it was but, um, beautiful, though. It was stunning. It was it was a wonderful pin. That was one of those scenarios we were like, we got to walk away. Yeah, like we just got to walk away because otherwise this is going to be horrific. Right, right. So you can get a few different pins with a retractable nib. But if you're not going with the uh, vanishing point, the dialogue is kind of the next stop, right? Um, but it's had some issues in the past with the nib drying out, um, you know, more so than like the vanishing point. Like the vanishing point has a, a little trap door in the front, um, you know, that keeps the nib dry, uh, keeps the nib from drying out. And the Dialogue 3, now that I have this one, it has a, uh, it has a uh, door as well. And I'm going to try to take a video of this mechanism. It works really neat. You can probably hear me playing with it as I'm talking to you. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. The clicking. You know but what I'd really t- like to see? Because I was just thinking mm-hmm. I was going to ask you to take a video. You should make some animated GIFs. Okay. Yeah, I'll work on that. That would be I cool. should that that way we could share them uh, easier and put them in the show notes and kind of uh, describe them. So so you'll have to tell me what app I want to use for that. Yeah, I'll help you out with that. All right. So the Lamy Dialogue is a large pen. It's not too heavy, but it's a little bit heavy. But it's more the diameter. Yeah. See, this is the first time I'm looking at the Jet Pens page right now. This is mm-hmm. the first time I've ever looked at these images in detail, mm-hmm. and I've noticed as you're explaining it. This is fat. Yes. It's kind of a fat pen um, in relation to most fountain pens. Um, it looks like a marker. Yeah, I'd say it's about marker width. Yeah. And so what happens when you have a marker width pen, your fine writing does not do as well, right? Your detailed writing, like I write small it's harder to write small when my thumb and forefinger are further apart from each other. You know, it's a very it's a very small measurement, but it's noticeable. Your movements are more exaggerated, aren't they? Yes. So when you have that spacing that's wider, you can't help but write a larger letter um, or a line. And that's something I'm trying to get used to. Last night was the first night I really took it out in in put it to the test it's enjoyable to write with but it's very marker feeling it's this is not going to be a pen for everybody for sure and that's kind of the reason why i wanted to talk about it in conjunction with the pilot 823 is because both of these pens are at a price point where they're at the top of the line for standard production for both pilot and lamy right this is like the top of the pricing chart the dialogue three runs around three hundred dollars the pilot 823 is like 290 so both right there in the same but they're both made as standard production pens so there's a big gap from and i guess you you probably see this in any type of manufacturer's uh product lineup you know they start at the low end you know there's a few entry models um the majority, the bulk of the product lines are somewhere in the middle. You know, that's where you're going to have the most popular styles, colors, quantities, things like that. And then you hit the end, uh, the upper end of the product line where there's maybe one or two models and they're very expensive in relation to the rest of the product line. But they also have features added to where, well, if you've enjoyed these middle tier products, here's these features that really ramp up, you know, what a pilot can do or what a Lamy can do. And I just thought it was interesting. I've never, I haven't used either of these pens before, um, the 823 or the Dialogue 3. And I'm going to end up having to compare them to what else is available in the product line. And how is, you know, the Pilot 823 going to compare with the 92 uh, or how it's the Lamy Dialogue 3 going to compare with the Lamy 2000. And as great as these pens may be, actually the Pilot 823, we'll talk about this a little more in a second, is one of the best pens I've ever reviewed. It, it is an amazing pen. Um, but it's very expensive. And how do you justify you know, spending almost $300 on a pen when you can get pretty darn close to that for less than half of that price, right? So you're paying a premium in the case of the 823 for the filling system. It's a vacuum filler. 
and it's an awesome vacuum filler. You pop that thing in the in the in the ink bottle, and that ink just shoots into there. It's almost full in one shot. I, I had a lot of fun actually playing with that pen. Um, it's a bigger pen than like some of the the Pilot Custom 91s, uh, the 92s, the 74, um, and even the 912. The 912 was the largest um, Pilot that I'd used before. The 823 is larger. So these are the big writers of like Pilots and Lamy's um, product lineup. The 823, I could see, I wrote in the review today that if someone was looking for a fountain pen to be their last fountain pen and the only fountain pen they used, I could see the 823 being that pen. It's that well made. It feels that nice to write with. It holds a ton of ink, so you're not going to be constantly refilling it all the time, right? Um, Pilot's gold nibs are the best in the business, in my opinion. I think it's it's they're the number one nib, gold nib, especially from the Japanese makers. Um, I'm not count, taking into account someone like Pelican who makes wonderful gold nibs. I just, I mean, I really, really was impressed with the 823, but in the end, if I'm looking at spending that kind of money, it didn't like fit my aesthetic style with the colors of the pen. So the 823 generally is only widely available in the amber barrel with the gold furniture. It looks amazing, right? I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful pen, but it's not my aesthetic, the gold and the brown. Um, I wanted to like latch onto that color and say, this color is awesome and, you know, end up keeping the pen and, you know, buying it from Goldspot, who was nice enough to loan me the pen for review. But I, I couldn't do it, Mike. I, I wanted the, it's such a good pen, but I knew the color was going to keep me from inking it up as much as some of my other pens, some of my other pilots, um, even just the basic black and rhodium pilot 912, I would end up using more than the 823 and I don't want to spend that kind of money and have the pen sitting around. So there's been some 823 models that have been done in the past, um, that have been like clear and silver. So I'm going to have, I might try to hunt one of those down. Um, just because the experience of using the 823 was exceptional. This is a, it, it, there's nothing wrong. There was, it's a flawless pen in, in my opinion. It's literally one of the best pens I've ever reviewed, <laughs> except I'm not going to own it because, because of the colors. So I, I don't know what you think about the, the 823 as far as style goes. Um, it, it, it's beautiful looking, but there, there's a breaking point where if the pen doesn't like get into your soul for that price, you know, you don't need to end up taking it home with you. And that's where I ended up being with the A23. I feel like I'm going to be, I feel so bad to say this, but it looks boring and cheap. Mm, yeah, it doesn't feel boring or cheap. Um, and when you have it in hand, it doesn't right. look boring. Okay. Um, it's well, really Im impressive to hold. The images, like it looks. I mean, when you look at the all the pilot customs, I mean, what price mm -hmm. ranges did it go for? Those four that you've got there. Uh, low to mid one hundreds. Yeah. The the nine twelve, the black nine twelve, the biggest one is like one eighty. Everything else is cheaper than that. Right, but see, when you look at the four of them together, you look at a picture of them all. They all look like they could be the same price. I agreed. Agreed. So like, yeah, and that's. I was just going to say, that's where the vacuum filling system like really ramps up the price and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that, right? Like, I totally understand all of that. Um, and they're good looking, but it doesn't look it doesn't look like a $300 pen. For right. me personally, if I'm spending that amount of money, I want spectacle. Right. At $300, I don't just want a good pen. A good pen is expected. Right. Right, at that price point. I want something that is going to wow me, which is why I thoroughly want one of these Piano White Dialogue 3s. <laughs> right? That so, thing is stunning. It's beautiful, but 
I don't see where I'm going to be recommending this pen as a purchase. I'm also not There's, buying one, right? Because yeah. the thing is, if I want Spectacle and a great pen, I'll go buy on the mm-hmm. Kaya. Right, right, right. That's right. what I'm going to do, right? They're more expensive, but they're also more beautiful, and they write better than these, right? So it's like, what are you going to do? Like, that's, what, that's where I'll go for. So uh, just in relation to the 823 and comparing the Lamy Dialogue 3, they're obviously very different pens, different style, but I'm comparing them as far as the price point goes within those product lines. And I'm actually would not as high on the Dialogue 3 as the 823 using them side by side. There's just a little bit of finickiness with the Dialogue. Um, that I'll go, you know, as I spend some more time with it, you know, I'm going to spend a few weeks with it and um, um, before I do my review, but I can already tell there's a couple things that I keep fidgeting with that are driving me crazy. And, you know, the width of the barrel, this is going to be, this is an absolutely drive before you buy situation with the Dialogue 3. Um, if you're blind, buying this pen blindly, um, you're very, very brave. You're, you need, really need to see, which we've said about the Vanishing Point too, because of the clip uh, location, right? You know, you need to try that type of pen um, to see if it's going to fit your handwriting style and your grip. But the Dialogue 3 um, has a couple little oddities, but I don't know. It's a really, really cool pen. It's both of these pens are just going to be hard to recommend at that price point when they have when the Lamy 2000s $150, right? Which is I said the other week is probably the best fountain pen that's ever been made. So how can I justify spending $300 on the Dialogue 3? So these are the kind of things I'm looking at with the with these two pens and comparing them where they are in their um, respective product lineups and where those price points hit. So so, but you, but you want this Lamy, right? Yeah, you, you got to have it. I want uh, you to try it. So you'll, you'll, tr- you can try mine in Atlanta when you yeah. come next year. I want to try it. I'm probably never going to buy it mm-hmm. um, because I just don't want to spend three hundred dollars on a pen I'm most likely not going to use. But like, mm-hmm. it's just when I look at both of these next to each other, uh, I, I want spectacle from it. Yes, because that's what I feel like I'm paying it for and maybe the vacuum filling system is spectacle enough but i also think that a pen at that price point has also got to show something to the world when you use Mm -hmm. it that's just my Mm -hmm. feeling on these right when you get to that type of level i mean is it twice as good as a sailor pro gear right right yeah that's 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 where i'm at yeah and and my my feeling is probably not twice as good you know, Agreed. or like, is it like four times as good as a Franklin Christoph? Like, is it, you know, you, you, you kind of gets to a, a point where you have to start asking those questions. So it's like, for exactly. example, my um, my custom Edison, mm. uh, the Menlo, mm. is, I would expect, not twice as good <laughs> as the 823. Sure. But. I think it looks twice as expensive. I yeah, think it yeah. looks twice as nice, right? So yeah, it's like uh, the reason I, I spent as much money on that as I did is because I wanted something that was like so fantastic to look at and work well, and that's what I got. So I just right. feel like sometimes sometimes you just need to, to think about what your intentions are for the pen, uh, and I think that that needs to sometimes, well, at least it does for me, like inform uh, purchasing decisions. Yep, I think that's very well said. And, you know, that's how I'm trying to come at these reviews. Um, you know, I hate to say like a, just a straight up value perspective, but, you know, there's things you need to consider, um, you know, why you're making these purchases and, um, you know, what your other options are and, you know, why you're looking at um, spending this kind of money on a pen and can you get a better experience for um you know, a a better price, but you know, there's lots of things to consider and that's what we're trying to help with. Um, as we talk about these things. Yep. And you know, if you're looking for a fun looking, interesting, like retractable fountain pen, there are always crazy, crazy vanishing points on sale. (laughs) Every year they, they come out with new models every year and they're always, you know, they're always, great to look at and they're very well designed the um the one they did this year the twilight purple one sold out like 
super fast. Like you couldn't <sighs> even I get your hands on those. those. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I took one look at that bad boy and I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Am I sad that I missed you? Yeah. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. It's a Goulet uh, special edition, right? No, no, no. But it was a limited pilot edition period. So just a few people got them and they're gone. Oh, uh, okay. And in the chat room, they're talking about the cherry wood. Um, Cherry wood ones they did last year, which are just really spectacular looking. Um, Goulet says that they are going to be getting more of these. Nice. So you better be you mid November. If you want that pin, you better be on the notification list because they'll be able to wager they're they'll be gone the same day. Yep. I'm going to put a link to the cherry wood uh, vanishing point in the, in the show notes as well. But yeah. uh, I did just put myself on the uh, on the list. Yeah. See, I still love my stormtrooper one. Um, that's that's been my favorite one so far. So I'm I'm sticking with that one for a while until I get my socks knocked off. Although I will buy one of the vintage orange ones if I ever see one for sale. They run about four hundred bucks, um, but they're pretty nice. So yeah, but see, this is the thing, right? I probably wouldn't use this vanishing point, but mm. look how good it looks, though. <laughs> look how good it looks. That's two hundred dollars of looks good, right? That's right. That's right. Sexy. I like it. No, it's a beautiful pen. It's the same as this. So this uh, this vanishing point here, this, this cherry wood one, is two eighty eight. Yes, and, it's a very expensive uh, model. Maybe that's a touch expensive, but it's still got that like interesting look about it, right? Yeah. And and I always say this, and, and I don't know if I don't. I think a lot of people maybe wouldn't don't like don't like it when I say this kind of thing. But does it? Will it look good on the desk of the CEO? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that at that price, that's what you need to consider because that's the that is the market that Mont Blanc own and they own it for a reason because right. their stuff is expensive. But heck, do they all look good? Right, right. They sure do. There you go. I mean, they don't write as good. I mean, we know that, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> well, the though, fountain, so. the fountain pen, the fountain pens do the rollerballs. No, um, I they they're all good. I don't know if they're, in my opinion, at least some of the stuff that I've used, you can mm-hmm. get way better stuff for cheaper. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. Like, they're all great. Agreed. They're all great yeah, but, fountain pens, but they're not necessarily eight, the $500 good. Yeah. Eight, $800 great versus $300 great, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right. That about wraps up this week. If you want to find our show notes, head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 181. If you want to find Brad online, you can find his stuff over at penaddict.com and knock.co. And he is at dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and at penaddict on Instagram. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on pen, on penaddict. There you go. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to lynda.com and Dudak Modern Goods for sponsoring this week's show. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.